welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach, Shannon Keegan. I met Carolyn Anderson through the magic of Marathon Swim Stories. This production has been such a gift to me. It's hard to wrap my head around sometimes. Carolyn had the courage to reach out to me and share a few morsels of her story. When we finally connected on Zoom, I couldn't believe that I was talking to someone on the other side of the world who I felt like really understood me. It's amazing what you can find when you push through fear. I hope you enjoy Carolyn's story. Got it. Carolyn! So, so, so nice to meet you on the other side of the world. Tell us, tell us, um, I don't know, tell us a little bit about you, where you are, what's going on. <laughs> a little bit about me. Oh, Shannon, and it's an absolute privilege to meet you. I've just adored your podcast for so, so long. I just think everyone you've had on has just been so inspiring. Kept me going through COVID. Hooray. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> your cotton socks out there that have been on your podcast. Um, well, I'm in Australia. Okay. In the East Coast, Brisbane. It's kind okay. of halfway up Australia. It's like a bit of a bump. Uh, so we have a very warm climate here, so which is not very conducive to cold swimming. But <laughs> right. it's a nice warm, warm climate up here. Um, and yeah, I've just been roped into this thing called marathon swimming in the last uh, two years. Okay. And, um, yeah, so Tell us what um, did you, what was, what's your story? What, where did you start? The, did you start swimming a long time ago? Did you start swimming yesterday? What's your story? <laughs> start swimming yesterday. No, yesterday was a day off. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, typical Australian story, nothing special. Swam as a kid. We're all swimmers over here. We all did yeah. swimming training. We're all on the coast. We all did. Uh, our parents pushed us as long as they could until we stomped our feet and said, I'm not training anymore. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's so opposite of what we have here. <laughs> I've heard, tell me before, I want to get back to your story, but tell me if this is true. Someone told me that like, if you have, when you have a baby in Australia, they like give you directions for like how to get your child in the water pretty quickly, pretty young. Correct. So I was a swimming teacher as well. Yep. Wow. So <laughs> amazing. at about five months. Wow. So yeah. So the parents get in with the kids at five months. They have to have all their vaccinations and everything, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep, five months we have them in the water um, and they can generally fall into the pool and swim to the side easily by about eight, nine months. Oh, my God, that, like, makes my heart skip a beat. We have nothing, even remotely, like, ugh, we have nothing like that around here. That's okay. Yes, ah. it's, it really is a culture here. Um, it's just standard procedure. You go, you have a baby, you go to mother's group, you go to swimming lessons. It's just... I don't know it's just it it is what it is and then the parents start getting out probably you know once they start walking and you have a group of three little cuties in the pool with you and you hold the parents back and next thing you know they're doing little freestyle for five meters and then then they might do freestyle for 15 meters and then you send them on their way to squad by age four or five Wow. It's a wonderful journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. But then they stomp their feet and eventually they don't want to do it anymore. That's where you were at at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, my whole family, I mean, I, my whole family was swimmers until about, I'd say, 11, 12, 13. We're all good swimmers, but nothing fancy. You know, once we got to the point where we had to uh, start training you know, twice a day. And that's kind of where we stomped our feet and went, no, no. And my brother found sailing <laughs> and my sister found basketball and I found a sport called netball. I don't know if you know um, a sport called netball. It, it's uh, in Australia, UK, it's a real British thing. Um, think think basketball kind of, not really, but every, <laughs> netball, every netballer in the planet just cursed me. But it's, 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 it's context. Kind of just... <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll look that up. <laughs> yeah netball yeah so um the thing with netball is when you get the ball you have to stop you're not allowed to uh, dribble it like basketball okay yeah um and so I am very tall I um have a beautiful albatross swimming wingspan <laughs> yes 
And as which can be a problem when I'm in squad because I whack a lot of people <laughs> and they, no one ever wants to be in my lane because I hit their, they hit their wrists all the time. But um, uh, I found this sport called netball and I, you know, had dreams of going a long way in netball and, and I was actually quite good at netball. But in year 12, which is our final year of high school here, um, I snapped a cruciate ligament in my knee. Oh, no. um, and that was the journey of 15 years of trying to play netball and mm. snapping more ligaments and trying to play netball and snapping more ligaments. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, yeah, then I, I guess I, then I met Hubby and um, we started travelling and he's like, you know, you, you've got to stop this running, trying to play netball and running things. So he said, you know, you used to be a really good swimmer. Why don't you uh, go back to swimming? So, and he's an engineer, so we travelled a lot around Australia and the world and um, wow. wherever we landed, I'm a teacher, music teacher, That's and awesome. so wherever we landed, I landed music students and I always just found the local master's squad and that was my social life for the first six months of wherever he took me, you wow. know, on, the, on the engineering journey, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So, But, you know, I had um, so a lot of pool swimming, a lot of... Um, it was mainly social life, you know. Of course, I love I love the races and everything, but truly, I didn't do it for. I wasn't very competitive, which wasn't very good for conducive to racing, I guess. <laughs> but um, we, I joined. Uh, we one of the places he took us was over in Africa. We lived over there for a year, year or so, in a place called Namibia, and um, it's on the west coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, oh, there's a triathlon coming up. I, I can meet new people. I can meet new friends and. I thought, oh, I, I can swim from here to there. It was like across this bay, you know, so I, I, I'd i never done a triathlon. I borrowed a bike from the neighbour, which was like a mountain bike. I had no idea about road bikes or anything. <laughs> right. And uh, I rock up to this triathlon ready to go in my, you know, my pool swimming togs ready to go. And everyone was in these things called wetsuits and I'd never even heard of a wetsuit. Like <laughs> I kind of had, like I thought people use them for scuba diving and stuff. Right. Anyway, I'm like, oh, Maybe the water's a bit cold. Oh, I'll be fine. You know, I'm fine. I swim. I can swim fast. It'll only take me 10 minutes to swim across. <laughs> and, oh, my Lord, the, I have no, I can't remember. I would have been in my early 20s. But the temperature, I imagine, would have been, now that I have a gauge on temperatures, I imagine it would have been down in 11 degrees. You're going to have to translate all of my Australian talk. Of course, of course. 51, that's chilly. <laughs> yes. So I dive in and, of course, hyperventilation. And of I course. Breathe that I can't get my arms out I'm like doing these little breaststrokes to get across to the other side I thought oh my god people swim in this water oh my gosh people swim in this water and um anyway so that was my first experience of open water okay (laughs) frightening and then another experience I had we lived in Tasmania now Tasmania is down the southernmost part of Australia so you've got the mainland of Australia and then this little island I shouldn't call it an island Tasmanians will be cursing me now but it's a, a state um, that's off Australia down the bottom and we lived there for three years and I uh, did a lot of outdoor education stuff down there and they said oh you're you're a swimmer can you because I swam it with the masters in an indoor heated pool mm-hmm. can you um be, help us with the water polo like down at the beach and I went, oh I love the beach I grew up at the beach yeah no problem so I stood in this water at a it was an all boys school and I stood in this water. It was like a, you know, PE day out down the beach with the whole school kind of thing. Stood in the water for, I don't know, maybe four hours. I'm going to imagine it was the same temperature, like anywhere from 11 to 15 degrees, okay. you know. Oh, my gosh. I was so good. This is a Queenslander who's used to very hot water. I swear to I, I honestly, I think I had hypothermia and I didn't oh even know God. what hypothermia was. Right. <laughs> you know so cold water so generally open water to me wasn't a thing at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I try I guess I tried a couple of 1k swims I don't know how, uh, what that is in miles but uh one kilometer yes. two kilometer mm-hmm. short 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 tiny little mm-hmm. swims well big for me at the moment you know and I'd like oh yeah I can swim that and they're like it'll only take you 20 minutes no problem great I can do that I can do that um, you know, spent the whole time vomiting, couldn't oh, find no. the body, just got so seasick. I'd, I'd come out 20, say 45 minutes later, so twice <laughs> as slow as I'd normally swim, drag myself up the beach, swear I'd never do that again. Every time I do these things, I say I'm never doing that again. 
Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yes, never, never, never. You know, and then 1K just turns into 2K, which turns into 5K and um, lots of vomiting. And I just thought maybe this is just what ocean swimming is. You just get seasick like it is what it is, you know. Okay. The problem, the problem with getting seasick, though, is the longer the Ks get, you actually have to eat when you swim yeah. longer distance, apparently. <laughs> apparently you need nutrition. Yes. <laughs> Go figure. So... Um, yeah, so then I just um, thought, oh, so then, oh, that's right. Then we went to Vanuatu. Now, Vanuatu is a beautiful tropical island off Australia. Okay. It's kind of between us and you guys, actually. Hmm. Anyways, beautiful, uh, between here and Hawaii, really. Okay. Anyway, and um, it was my sister-in-law's wedding and we were sitting around and my, my brother-in-law, uh, hu- husband's brother, says, oh, we live in Perth. There's this, there's this event called Rotnest Island, which I'm sure you've heard of. I've heard of, yep. Yeah, it's a um, 20 kilometer swim. Not sure of that in miles. I really should have done my maths over this one. No, no, it's all good. We're, I think we're, people are getting used to the distance. The, the temperature is a little harder, but the distance I can, I can do okay. I think most okay. people can yeah. do kind of. <laughs> 20 kilometer swim. And he said, you know, you guys can do it as a team. And I went, oh, that sounds fun. You know, and it was to kind of to keep all of us girls motivated. And so off we went to Rottnest Island and we did a team. And, um, and I'm, uh, our wave was, I guess, I don't know, eight o'clock or something. And I said, well, who goes at six o'clock in the morning? Why are we starting so late? Oh, the soloists. I'm like, what? People do this <laughs> else? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like I had just trained all summer for this team event. Like I had trained so hard. I've never trained so well. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd met this amazing gentleman who trained at one of the pools who someone put me, you know, someone who knew someone who knew someone put me onto, and his name was Trent Grimsey. Mm-hmm. Now he has the um, record, of course, of swimming across the English Channel. And he was based here in Brisbane. And, and honestly, I look back and he must have had a little giggle at me training for this team of Rotnest, you know. So I get to the end of Rotnest, I've swum five kilometres for the whole day. Um, you know, in like 20 minute lots. And I was so, I'd never swum five kilometers in one day in my whole life. I was so excited. And I just could not believe people did this by themselves. I just, I went, <laughs> what are you people thinking? Um, I spent the whole day when I got, because you swim for 20 minutes and you jump back on the boat. I guess it's like English Channel, right? But they do it in shorter bursts because it's a bit different training. You've got to swim really fast for 20 minutes to get across as quick as you can oh, rather okay. than. The- Upper on the English Channel, you know, you, you're sprinting basically for 20 minutes and you get back on and there's four of you and you rotate. Mm-hmm. The, the professionals look amazing. They dive off the front of the boat while the swimmer's coming in, they tag and that's what wow. it takes. They get in the boat. Oh, the, the, the guys that do it, it's, it, and they, they can swim up to five to ten minutes because they just sprint, 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 sprint the whole day wow. and they get across so quickly. Yeah, it's a bit of fun, you know, whatever. <laughs> It kind of wasn't really our team. <laughs> we were four mums that were just, every time I got back in the boat, I was just concentrating on looking at the horizon, not getting seasick, not vomiting, taking my quills tablets. Yeah. Okay. So that's still sticking with you, but you have a way to manage it now. <laughs> no. No. I have not looked at how to manage um, and I always had no idea that you feed. I'd never heard of the word feed before. I'd never... I hadn't heard of anything like this. Yeah. I'd met um, one of the squads that were, you know, people were coming. This was 2018. Okay. And people were coming back from England. They just crossed the channel and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But I didn't really look into it as okay. in I didn't understand feeds or anything. So, right, right. And then one guy that came back called Linton Mort- Mortensen. I can never mm-hmm. see his last name. Sorry, Linton. Um <laughs> He had just done the Ocean 7, finished the Ocean 7. And I went, mm-hmm. wow, you can swim seven kilometres in the ocean? <laughs> they're like, what? you did that all at once, seven kilometres in the ocean? And they're like, I have no, <laughs> like, no idea. <laughs> it's so cute. We're looking back. People must have just been giggling at me. And I, anyway, people giggle at me all the time. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, so then I do. So let's go back a little bit. So, so you do the one K and you get the seasickness and, but you still decide to push to, to get to the five K. Why do you push from the, why do you push through the seasickness? Like what's kind of motivating you at this point? Just my friends were going, Uh I 
had FOMO. I just and the beaches <laughs> were just beautiful. They're just beautiful sandy beaches, and you know when you've got kids, you just tend to you want to break. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm busy Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't so far that it would have been revolting. And I kind of I kind of just started accepting that seasickness was part of it. I felt sorry for the swimmer behind me, but um, <laughs> but I kind of just thought that's what it is. I just am always, I, you know, I used to get car sick. I used to get seasick okay. on a boat. I got extremely sick when I was pregnant. And I kind of, in a horrible way, I kind of just got used to nauseous. It's, it's awful. Don't get me wrong. It's awful. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I just, so then um, I was just talking to Trent and by this stage I kind of met a a couple of people and, um, you know, that were kind of this ocean. I thought, I could could try this ocean. So now that I'd seen Rottnest in a team, I decided to do the solo on my own. Okay. So I can do that. So, um, and luckily I have family, they're on the west coast of Perth, we're on the east coast, so it's like a six-hour flight. It's literally like going from east to west in America. Yep. So yep. Um, it's, you know, a fairly a big hike. So, But I'm lucky over there I've got family with a boat and and, and they're amazing. Like, um, So, yeah, I just trained over the summer and learnt, um, someone put me onto a nutritionist, taught me how to feed, taught me um, like they were amazing. They I'd sent a lot of English Channel people um, over, so they were marathon swimming nutritionists, so they were amazing and they sort of experimented a lot with me and got my gut really strong. I learned a lot about prebiotics versus probiotics. There's another web <laughs> Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> green, green banana flower, that's what I can recommend. <laughs> green banana flower. Okay. Um, it's got lots of pro, uh, prebiotics in it. Google okay. It. I know. Okay, I'll it's, look it up. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, yeah, so I just trained over summer and was on the plan with uh, uh, actually with a different coach because Trent moved towns. So mm-hmm. I was with a different coach and Toby, and he was amazing. And um, yeah, I just learned about feeding. I learned, you know, that we used to um, put, um, you know, those pool. Uh, you sit in a pool and you put your wine and you can put drinks in it and it floats. Yes, yes. Station thing. So a friend of ours would put an anchor on the bottom of one of those and put it at, you know, 100 metres out in the ocean and we'd all put our feeds on it and we'd (laughs) swim 20 minutes that way and 20 minutes back and feed and 20 and we do. And I just, I don't know, just slowly built it up from one to two to three to four hours. Um, and you know we, where we swim, we can see turtles and fish and yeah, lots of lots of different things. And often you have to do a ten k qualifier for Rockness. So I, uh, I did a couple of ten ks just to get confident, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and totally. one, yeah. You have to do it. Uh, I think it's like four hours fifteen or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm always in the slowest wave. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I always make the cutoff times by plenty. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, there'd have to be something profusely going wrong, I guess, if you don't make the cutoff times. They're very generous with them. But um, one, one 10K qualifier I did, you know, I, I was swimming along in the water so, so clear and it was just you could see all the ripples in the bottom of the ocean and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. we're, it's our happy place. You know, Shannon, it's our happy place, right? <laughs> yeah, so I want to be there. I want to go. <laughs> and I'm swimming along and then I'd see someone's little gel thing like in the bottom of the ocean, someone obviously fell out of the back of someone's togs. I'm like, oh, I better get that. So I dive down, get this gel thing, swimming along, and I'll see. So someone might have two swimming caps on and the top one's fallen off, and that was on the bottom. Oh, better go get that one. <laughs> and I got, and it was a, a circle. So hubby was on a kayak. Uh, it was like a two-and-a-half-kilometre circuit, so he had to do four laps. And so I'd get halfway, and he was like the rubbish man. I'd, like, give him all this rubbish. <laughs> he was like, are you actually swimming? I'm like, yes, I am. I'm swimming really hard. He goes, or are you collecting the rubbish? I'm like, anyways, whatever. Yeah, that's great. I like whatever. to clean up. I like to clean up 10K. I think that should be one of the Please. training events. Hey, that's it. Well, you, just, you know what it's like. You just can't swim past it. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's know. Great. But it's when so there was it like. What was it like? So, so this to uh, training, swim, training, ten k. What's your first training, ten k? Like, how do you feel afterwards? 
I mean, that's a long distance. Well, I didn't actually, but yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it was amazing. <laughs> so my first 10K was um, an, an event. I actually never did a training 10K because I just was too scared. Or, I don't know. I was worried about not making it and being by myself. So I only ever did, I did three 10Ks before Rotnest um, in events because I mm. was just, um, yeah, it was amazing actually. I um, The first one was with Trent in a Circle. And um, I was the last one to come in. There was probably 20, 30 people did it or something. And I was the last one to come in and um, it was great. (laughs) You know, they were all cheering and it was my first ever 10K and and they had a kayak that came in with me because they were basically pushing me along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, yeah, it was amazing. And then I went across and did the... I'd never actually swum 10K in a straight line. It was always in circles before I did mm. Rottnest. So okay. even just the thought of swimming 10Ks in a straight line, I mean, Rottnest is 20Ks, but the thought of swimming 10Ks in a straight line just blew my mind. I just, you know, when I was standing on the start line of Rottnest, I just felt like I needed to vomit and I was so nervous. And everyone just else just looks like they know what they're doing. But now I've kind of learned that no one knows. What Nobody doing. knows what they're doing. Nobody. That's a good one. <laughs> but everyone looks like they know what they're doing, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> just, just standing on the start line going, I have no right to be here. No right. You know what I mean? With these amazing swimmers. And then you'll see someone in the, the speed togs or something. You're like, oh, should I be wearing that? Maybe I should go change. It's like, I've got five minutes. I can quickly go buy a pair of togs and quickly change. You know? Oh, they have chafe cream under, you know, <laughs> Under their ear. Oh, should I have chafed him under my ear? You know, should I be doing that? <laughs> or they're, they're doing a warm-up. Maybe I should warm up. Should I warm up? I don't know. The coach didn't say to warm up. I've got 20Ks. Why do I have to warm up? No, maybe I should warm up. And your Sorry. mind just goes nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yep. It's just, it's just, and you just truly believe deep in your soul that you shouldn't be there. You know, what am I doing there? And then and then you just start swimming. Um, Rottnest is crazy at the start. So the first kind of one and a half, two Ks is, is, is scary for a first timer. But I, because I'd done the relay, anyone listening out there, highly recommend the relay first and then the solo because I kind of understood what really happens. And people have said that about the English Channel, actually, people that I swim with. Not, no experience here, but from what people have said, you know, they've done a relay and then they did the solo. It kind of helped them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for scaredy cats like me. Well, like, yeah, I think it depends on, yeah, like a confidence thing and like how well you're able to visualize. For some people, like putting themselves there can really help. But for other people, I don't know, they can they can kind of listen to other people's experiences and, and absorb that. But at the end of the day, you, you've got to kind of be able to transport yourself to what it will be like so you can get through that bit hard part. Because no matter what, <laughs> the first half hour, hour is always the toughest. <laughs> Torture. Torture. Yeah. What am I doing here? My lats hurt. I can't breathe. I've got no rhythm. What happened to my pool? Yeah. I'm sure I could pull the water yesterday. Yeah, but once I found hubby on the kite, you, you kind of swim for, I don't know, it's like 500 metres or whatever it is. You meet, I met hubby and he's just my rock. He's my kayaking rock. So once I met him, then, you you know, I'd sort of learnt by then you just let all control go and all I have to do is swim. Yeah. So he worries about meeting the boat and then and then my beautiful brother-in-law and sister-in-law um, got me through the day, you know, just swim, swim. And um, I, I, I despise, I despise is a harsh word. When I listen to some of your podcasts, I go, oh, no, that was an easy swim. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I really just said, oh, it was an easy swim. More, it wasn't easy. It was just, um, I just swam nonstop for eight hours mm-hmm. and I um, vomited once. But um, I just swam and um, uh, I chatted a lot and hubby had to keep me moving. <laughs> you know, you get, to, you get to the feeds and you start chatting a little bit at the end and, and he put, get your head down and swim. But my beautiful um, brother-in-law and sister was Shane and Sarah. So I'd actually lost my dad about a month before. So it was quite oh, an emotional so swim for everybody, you yeah. know, and then um, we kind of got to the end. And I, I, I walked out because I've got horrible, horrible knees. So my mm. knees are extremely bad. So when I do long distance swimming, it's actually very difficult for me to stand up. It's just from snapping so many ligaments and yeah. surgeries and arthritis. And 
woe is me, honestly. It's, <laughs> it is what it is, right? We're swimming, and thank then, goodness. I got bad knees too. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's why we're swimming. Yeah. <laughs> so I stumble out, you know, and my sister-in-law, beautiful Sarah, had a, a, a chart that we'd made, you know, that was a dedication to my dad. So we got the photo and then everyone was cheering and everyone was crying and, and then someone yelled, are you going to finish? Like, oh. <laughs> been standing there for like five or ten minutes crying and cuddling and and I didn't realize you had to you had to go up and over this thing to finish your time <laughs> oops my bad because I didn't finish the swim you know in the oh no in the relay I did I don't know anyway I was zoned out I didn't know so then I went oh okay so I went up and then because I mean I'm not a fast swimmer there was probably I don't know maybe another 40 soloists behind me, but basically I was coming in with all the teams. So your cap is a different colour cap to yeah. the team caps. So they were like, oh, there's a soloist coming in, you know, and I'm crying and I'm exhausted and I just, you know, want champagne. And I just, <laughs> and this person comes up with a microphone. I'm like, no, 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 no wrong person. <laughs> anyway, it was an, an, an amazing day. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first 20K. So, but again, it, you know, you have people on the podcast that have done amazing, amazing things. But I just, um, I, I sometimes wonder is that feeling the same as, you know, when you finish all your big swims? That's not an event. Right. Right. So, well. yeah, yeah, you know, so I, I guess I was curious about what it's like. So I went on to do a couple of other events like that, but I, I was curious about what is it like to do this thing where you swim beside a boat with a light on you and no one else is around? That's <laughs> what I haven't done and that's my goal. All right. Not yeah. Um, so uh, just going back to Rottenest really quick, what year was that that you did Rottenest? So that was the solo I did in 2019 and then we got nailed, obviously the world got nailed with COVID in March. So we um, obviously have been very fortunate here in Australia. Being an island, we've been able to, uh, well, not me personally, but (laughs) control the uh, borders and, you know, compared to what the world has been going through, we've been pretty living a pretty relatively normal life. A couple of the states have had some rotten times for months on end, but I'm in a state that um, pretty much we've been open the whole time. That's great. Yeah, um, we've had, we have these things, I don't know if you do in America, called snap lockdowns where they'll just, they'll have one, literally one case of COVID Mm. and we all lock down for anywhere from three to 10 days and we all just bunker down and then it goes away and then we start up again. Huh. We don't do that. So we've had, a, we've had a few of those, but it's much easier when you've got m- more space, less population. Yeah. We're an island. You know, there's there's many, many factors that contribute to that. It's not just we're cool. Right, you know. right. right. <laughs> but I managed to, in 2020, we managed to go to another 20K event that was up at a beautiful tropical island, which I should, no one wants to hear about because you guys are probably all in horrible lockdown. Um, so that's we where you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell to, me. Um, oh, it was a lovely um we kind of didn't swim for five to six weeks in the initial period it was five to six weeks of lockdown mm-hmm. when it was all big and scary and, and I'm a teacher so it was all online teaching and no pools and you know if you live near the ocean hooray if you didn't whoopsies um lots <laughs> of tether swimmering swimming I actually never did that because it would just hurt my knees too much so um I just did not much, really. Not much. I, no, you're I, not, you're... I did gym and blah, 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 but I really didn't. <laughs> I didn't do much at all. Just getting kids through homeschooling and having not enough Wi-Fi for everybody, basically. Right. So, um, but I went and did this. It's called um, Great Keppel Island. It's a beautiful tropical island. And a lot of us hadn't trained very much for it, but it's a um, beautiful tidal assisted swim. Okay. So we all did. Oh, just beautiful. Um, it's a new swim new swim here in Queensland highly recommend it you go around an island so you go one it's from what I um I was listening to was it Gia that did the Manhattan, Manhattan swim oh I yeah. loved her story loved her story and she was talking about you know we went with the tide one way then the tide the other way I'm like oh that's great Keppel but on steroids you know 
Yeah, so very title assisted. I was my beautiful girlfriend Claire. We were having a hot cup of tea halfway round, and our paddlers are just like, "Can you just swim?" <laughs> but we're having a cup of tea. We're having a cup of tea on our backs, looking at the beautiful Great Barrier Reef, but moving forwards. You know, talking oh. on our backs. <laughs> oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. A- and kind of what, exactly what you need after a lockdown, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone was the same. It was just, and it, it, and it was mainly people from our state because I, I do believe that the other states were still in a bit of strife. Um, mm-hmm. Our state isn't as populated as the other states and we, didn't, we weren't getting as many international flights. You know, they were trying to get Australians home and so um, I'm, we were very lucky to be here in Queensland. So, yeah, so that was the second... 20k but I really don't know if that one counts because we I think I talked the whole way around saw turtles fish you know and you get to one side of the island the tide changes and then you noodle on back again so um, there's to be some amount of uh, confidence that you can get from that though I mean I guess well, you could attribute it all to the you could attribute it all to the tides or you could say I hadn't trained that much I had the experience of having done this other 20k and then I was able to do this other tw- I don't know I feel like it still is it's still there's something there's something to that and you should you should take that experience and you know and the guy Val that organizes it is just so passionate about getting you know people swimming and um and he he's just so friendly and open and and it was um you could do it as a ratified swim you know all the all the rule all the rules but Mm -hmm. he um it was an event but he didn't believe in having a winner so there was no winners' trophies, no nothing. So, and if you wanted to come up and use fins or be in a wetsuit or whatever, he's like, I don't care what you do. Basically, you had to nominate that you're not going to do that, obviously, right? Right. Um, which a lot of us did, but then a lot of us, a lot of a lot of people, you know, hadn't trained, and so it would have been too scary. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, right, well, if you want to use a pool boy, don't care. If you want to yeah. hang on to the kayak and feed because you haven't swum or done anything come on down, you know. <laughs> so he's very open and very, it, it, it was amazing. You get to the end and you just, everyone was just the same. Everyone did the 20K and no one cared how anyone did it. It was right. It was a really amazing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it was good. And that's what kind of a gift. August of 2020. Okay. Okay, yeah. and then um, let's see. I was going to ask about... Um, was there going into rottenness or going back a little bit? Um, was there anything? So you had a, a great coach. You were able to basically say, I want to do a 20 K coach is like, great. I'll put you on that program, was there, which is a really neat thing. I don't think that we don't really have that around. Well, not here where I live for sure, but I, really? I think I know that. Well, well, I, I'm a, I live in a really rural area where there's not that much swimming. There's no one even where I live who actually wants to swim much longer than like a 10 K ish. And that's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay totally okay i i agree but it it just i I feel like the culture is in australia it's like it's just so much more supportive i don't know of of all of the water things but but nonetheless was there anything that you kind of learned from that kind of training program that you felt like benefited you the most you know what i mean like it, it it during rotten ass like that you were like oh i'm so glad we did that week of whatever or was there you know is there like anything that you can attribute like your success in rottenness to like i don't know mm. um i think I, I think just the biggest thing was um you're always in training you're always going to have good day bad day good week bad week you know um obviously that summer with my dad was quite emotional and um, but even so, you know, sometimes I get in the water and I just felt awful. Like I just, again, just felt awful. I just had no pull or my back was hurting because I didn't, well, I still don't have much core strength. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying, Shannon. Um, <laughs> Keep after it. <laughs> um, you know, and I remember one particular swim, Coach Toby, He um, he's, he's an amazing Ironman um, and he's done, uh, what do you call it, Kona and, you know, all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of his first, I guess, long distance. But he he, he knew exactly what I needed. Yeah. And he goes, a couple of weeks before, he goes, okay, we are going to do um, an 8K pool set. You know, just go and find a, a pool on your own and we're going to have a dress rehearsal. 
I'm like, right, because I'm such a visual person, you know, I conduct bands and orchestras and I just, um, you know, I make the kids okay, you know, if something goes wrong, we've got to push through, we're not going to stop and play, it's not going to be a disaster, you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Okay, so I found a pool and, and I was going in the middle of the day. So in summer in Australia in the middle of the day is, you know, hugely hot, serious sunburn material. Mm-hmm. So no one in their right mind would be swimming in Australia for three hours in the sun. You know, it okay. just doesn't happen. We're so skin cancer Aware. safe. That's you know, awesome. Aware. That's awesome. So, um, so I'm like, right. <laughs> so I get my sunscreen and my sunscreen up and then I put, you know, this zinc, so you're white as a ghost, you know, yep. the zinc. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just, he said, even put your ocean gr- grease on. You don't need, you don't need it for the pool, but we're practicing. Right. This, practice. this is a drill, people. This is a drill. Okay. So I'm putting my ocean grease on, you know, I'm like, right. Okay. And I have my little, it wasn't just a straight eight, um, 8K. Or, I can't remember the distance, but I'm sure he had a set for me or whatever. And I had my set. And then I had my little feeds, you know, my little esky and, and, because no one's in the pool. I've got this whole 50-metre pool to myself. There's lots of kids in the little kiddie area under the shade thing, but no one's in the pool. Right. Got my feeds and I've got it all in an esky thing because it's like, okay, off we go. Swim, 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 swim. It was a new pool I'd never done. So I did a tumble turn and it was so shallow that I hit my head (laughs) on the bottom of the pool because I'm really tall. And this pool, I think it was like 0.8 or something, like 80 centimetres. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Very I'm like, okay, sure to check the depth before we tumble turn. That's right. <laughs> All right, so I had a real big, this is my first 50 metres of like a three-hour swim. Okay, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. So swim, swim. And just one thing after another happened, like my feeds were just disgusting because they were just so, they'd been sitting in the sun um, and I'd never had hot Gatorade before. <laughs> I've, I've, I've since found out is a thing. You have hot Gatorade. But anyway, at the time I didn't know that. Then this kid threw a ball and I'm swimming along and it hit me on the head again, exactly the same place when I tumble turned, hit, hit me on the head and just one thing after another. And then my goggles kept leaking like, and I didn't bring a spare set of goggles. So because I got out of the pool to see if I had a spare set of goggles in my bag and I didn't. So I got back in the pool and I'm doing my goggles and, and then they were just leaking. So I'm like swimming with one eye shut this one was, this one was like, I'm like, no, no, this is a dress rehearsal. I've got this. Practice what you preach, you know. And I seriously think I got to like an hour and a half and went, I'm done. This is, I am so done. You know, and I think I swam for another half an hour or whatever. And then um, and then I had a really bad headache. I think from where I whacked my, but my cap wouldn't stay over my ears. It was just a disaster, right? And yeah. then I could feel myself getting sunburnt because I didn't get someone to put cream on my back. Oh, no. Oops. So I sort of did the cream where I could reach, but I had a big circle where I couldn't reach. Yeah. Anyway, I got out and I'm on the phone, that coach just crying, going, I can't do this. I can't swim 20 kilometres. I can't even do 8Ks in a pool, blah, blah, blah. And he went, that is the most perfect dress rehearsal you can get. Absolutely. <laughs> he That's just great he advice, just said, yeah. He just said, that's perfect. You know, like that's what it's about, you know, um, just having a disaster. And, and he goes, you know, if you have perfect swim training every time, um, you're going to get to the event when you're open water, which, yes, the water comes up. Because I'm a slower swimmer, you get the wind after lunch, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that, that was really good advice. Just it made me feel like, okay, I still do have a right to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may not it may not be pretty yeah. but it, you know, I still have a bit of a right to be here so that's probably the best advice and you know sometimes I go to training after work or I don't know and I just I just did not feel the love you know at all with me right. in the water right. you yep. know that we all love it when you're feeling good but you know I might have had a couple of wines too many the night before or um I've not eaten well or I'm stressed about teenagers or whatever the story is and you just have a terrible swim and you just think you just think that everybody else's training is just perfectly on track everyone's amazing but you're the one that's right can't even do 3k in a 25 meter pool without hurting your knees you know (laughs) because there's too many tumble turns you know you're just constantly double guessing yourself 
And I just, and then someone just said to me, just keep turning up. Yep. Just turn up. Just yep. even if you don't. So like he might say, okay, do 2K before squad and then do another 3K after squad. Okay, I can do that. You know, but then something happened and I couldn't get the 2K in. I'm like, that's okay. I'll, I'll do 5K after squad, you know. So I'll do squad. And I just felt sick, you know, and I just like, I had report cards to do and you just think, oh, I've got so much to do. I can't do it. I've got to get out of the pool. I've got to make dinner for the kids. And you just think, well, I was supposed to swim for two and a half hours and I managed to get an hour and 10 minutes in, but that's okay. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I talk with my clients a lot about, you know, you make a plan, you put your best foot forward and then you keep, just keep going. You just keep going. <laughs> and, it's like, and you, you roll with the bad, you roll the good with the bad, you get great days, you get bad days, you get days where you're like, I got to do five hours and you don't. <laughs> and then you'd go back the next day. <laughs> exactly right. And, and I try to get all my swims. I have learned in all of this. I try to get all my swims in early in the week, you know, mo- Monday to Friday, I try really hard to get mm. my swims in. Um, and then if I, ha- maybe if I have a super long swim, I'll do it on a Saturday. Um, but I try to have that couple of days or at least Sunday at the end. So if I'm three, four, five K short for the week, I can just go and just have a nice Sunday morning noodle and make up the case. You know, um, if something's happened, you know, even yesterday I was talking to my friend, you were in the pool and, and, um, we were desperate to have, um, I've got a friend who I train with who's visually impaired. So, um, he just he literally just waits for <laughs> waits for me before squad. Then we do squad together, and then he waits for me after squad, and I get him out and blah blah blah. And um, and I said to my other friend, I said he said, oh, how much have you got to do? And I said, oh, I've just got a five hundred kick, easy. He goes, yeah, me too. Want to get out? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for coffee. <laughs> I love know? that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll make up that five hundred kick another day. <laughs> You know, exactly. it, 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 it happens. Look, I'm sure, you know, if you up the ante, maybe it would change. I don't know because I have no experience. Um, now I'm training for a big 34K. Um, this is the biggest one, but um, and I, I am much more getting the Ks done in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very much. I've changed. I'm on my third coach now. <laughs> um uh, because I had to move from a 25 meter pool to a 50 meter pool because my knees just weren't coping with all the tumble turns. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I still train at the 25 meter pool to be social. I love, <laughs> I, I still love my group there and I don't want to lose track. They're all triathletes and I just adore them, but they all see each other at triathlons, of course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't see them at triathlons. So um, I like to go to squat at least once a week and touch base and see my girlfriends, you know, That's it, lovely. It, it, it's another thing. You know, to be mid to late forties, it's like I never would have thought I'd make new friends. You know, <laughs> you just think, okay, I've got my friends done. You know, but just you, you just think I'm setting my ways. I'm too busy. I don't have time for friends. But when you see someone at squad once a week every Tuesday night after work when you're shattered, it, there's something special about something special about two late forty year olds. How's it go? How's your week? Yeah, good. You? Yeah, good. <laughs> Do your warm up, get to the end, have a bit of a joke because you snuck in an extra five second rest and coach didn't notice. You know, <laughs> um, you get to the end and have a good week. Yeah, right. I see you next Tuesday night. Yep, good oak. <laughs> but there's, you just, you just, there's something special about making new friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. At this good. age, you know, I think there's lots of people. Yeah. I, and, and that's what I said. I just, I just get FOMO, you know. <laughs> I just, um, I just, you know, and you've got to put yourself out there. And sometimes I go and I just, I just can't bring myself to swim, but I, I just turn up. I'm just, okay, just get in your togs, step one. Get out the door, step two. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but I did rot nest again. Oh, you did? Um, awesome. Year. Oh, well, tell us about it. I didn't it. make it the second time. I didn't make it. However, oh. the, which I was very upset about, obviously a dnf i've been listening to some of your clients and and when i was crying for about a month i think i cried for a month um uh i realized that a dnf is actually not a bad thing <laughs> not, not about at all 
no, no. Um, and basically just the fast swimmers got through and us, us little turtles at the back just got the weather. Oh, no. Yeah, but the good thing, and I did a tandem with a girlfriend, and um, uh, but we just got the weather at the end and it got so rough the kayakers couldn't actually paddle with us. They oh. did, so they, we had four burly boys paddling and driving the boat for us and they could not paddle. Like I'm a turtle swimmer. They couldn't paddle the same speed as me. Like I was leaving them behind because the wind oh, was so was bad. So it was push, pushing them back. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so they decided to abandon the kayaks because they just they could, their, their arms were shattered. Like after mm-hmm. eight hours, they just could not kayak anymore in this weather. So they tied the kayaks to the back of the boat and we just kind of swam behind the boat. And then my husband always tells that he, there was, we had white cap on, it was a vent again, and we had white caps on. And of course there was so much um, waves and white caps that our caps actually. um, Oh, they couldn't tell. White white caps, we, what's the word? You know, they couldn't see us. Yeah. You couldn't tell you from a white cap, a white cap from a white cap. (laughs) Wow. So the teams that had caught up to us, because teams always catch up to me, um, they're like in orange caps and green caps. And so they could see them, but they couldn't see these white caps. And Hubby always tells the story, the worst 90 seconds of his life was when he, they just lost us. They couldn't find us at all. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I are off to my right and they couldn't do the boat close to us because it was just too dangerous because they couldn't yeah. control the boat with the wind. And, um, and then my girlfriend, they were off to the right, so I was looking, and I breathed to the left, of course. So I have to, of course. So when I look to the right, I start getting seasick, right, of course. So I kind of have to do this breathe, and then I'm looking over at them going, hi, and then my girlfriend, she pulls to the left. So I had her going to the left, so I'm grabbing her ankle, like, come back in. <laughs> but, you know, within half an hour we'd been pulled and the event was cancelled. Like, it was just too dangerous, you know, oh, and wow. the, the teams um, totally support their decision. You know, there was a bit of controversy. You had to make the 16K boy by a certain time, um, mm. and we had two hours to make that time, and we were at the 16K boy. Um, but we just weren't moving forward. We weren't moving forward at all. Yeah. Um, so I love listening to the stories on your podcast when they say, so I looked at France for like two hours. <laughs> you know? I'm like, ah, oh, I get that. I looked at this orange 16K boy for an hour and I I was not a happy camper, I can tell you. So, yeah, um, yeah they ended up pulling us, They, you know, because the teams, the team groups, they dive in tag and then they have to get out onto their boat but of course it's just so rough they couldn't step up onto the boat and then they actually um I I heard that they're fine now but they actually had a propeller incident with a swimmer getting into the boat oh no they they just pulled it like and and Claire and I hubby is an engineer he did his maths he reckons I would have had to have done a pb over 100 meters to actually move anywhere forwards oh wow wow yeah okay (laughs) for safety you know yeah. Anyway, so we got pulled and devast, you know, sad, blah blah blah, and um, um, but we swam. Uh, it's interesting because, and people say this on the podcast. I'm like, how is that possible? But now I've done it. I'm like, oh, I get it. So I said, I remember getting on the boat, being pulled, and because they kind of got Claire in the boat, and then they had to do this big circle because the uh, life surf lifesavers here were running around making sure everyone's in the boat safe and blah blah blah. And they got Claire in the boat and then had to do this big circle around to come and get me again. And it took a couple of circles to get me in the boat. It was just so rough and dangerous. Wow. Oh, it, it had to be pulled. Like, there was no doubt about it. And we yeah. were slow, right? And I got in the boat and I said, what time is it? Like, I had no idea of how many feeds I'd had. It was just it was just drama for the last three or four hours. I, I had no idea. And he said, oh, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. And I went, what? <laughs> I've been swimming for nine and a half hours? I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. And so that's when I kind of went, huh, that's quite cool. (laughs) You've said a nine and a half hour swim. (laughs) But everyone says, oh, how did Rottnest go? I don't say I didn't finish. I say it was the longest I'd ever swum. There you go. That's awesome. That's a fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't. couldn't, When we got in the boat and hubby told me the time, I thought he was going to say like 12 or one o'clock. Yeah. 
you know, and um, I mean, I was so busy. Oh, I was vomiting and oh, all of that. <laughs> doing breaststroke and eating jelly beans and hanging onto my girlfriend's ankle and trying to find the boat. <laughs> so you kind of lose track of time because you've got a heap bit going on, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, and that was just yeah. a couple months ago, yeah? When Yeah, it's in February. And if you okay. ever get a chance to do that event, it's just marvellous. It hats off to the, the people that run it. It's just thousands and thousands of people and boats and, and everyone's safe and it's just amazing it's spectacular if you ever google it anyone listening google it and have a look at the like the drone footage it's just just the power of marathon swimming and there's people there that can't swim more than a kilometer and they're in a team and there's people that that swim across in four and a half hours and you're standing beside them you know going should I be wearing their togs <laughs> I need to put the chafing cream under my ear. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So, yeah, so um, I did that with my girlfriend and it, it, it was amazing. But I, I, the only thing I felt for my girlfriend was, because we did a tandem where there's two solos with one boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I did that, I mean, everyone's, everyone says don't do a tandem because, you know, you can all swim at different speeds and things can happen and blah, blah, blah. So, but the reason I did the tandem with her is her story is incredible. She, that was, I think, her third or fourth time of doing Rot Nest. She made it across once, wonderful. The second time she got pulled because someone um, declared whether or not, I shouldn't say this to you guys, but someone reckons they saw a shark, so they, oh. pull, the, so they pull the whole event. That was before they had protocols in place. They've got amazing protocols in place now about checking and, because, you know, someone could, so I think I think it was a case of someone just put it on a radio, I saw a shark and everyone panics, get out of the water, you know. Mm-hmm. But now there's protocols. So that was a few years ago. So that was sad for her. Then she went across, I mean, because it's a lot of money, right? It's like flying from L.A. to New York City, right? It's, you know, it's not a small adventure. You've got your accommodation and you've got to pay for the boat and your skipper and blah, blah, blah. Then she went across another year for Port to Pub and I think they got pulled with the weather again. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, come across with me. Please come across with me. You won't have to pay for accommodation. You won't have to pay for the boat. Just, I just would really be honoured because she just introduced me to so many different people <laughs> that we bloody didn't make it. <laughs> I have to do it again. <laughs> I'm tr- well, she says, never again. <laughs> Bless her cotton socks, but I'll, I'll get her there one day. She's, she's amazing. She's, she'll kill me for saying this, but she's 62. <laughs> she's 62 and she just... She's her and I are just these turtles that swim along and we just never stop. That's that's what you yeah. need to do to be a marathon swimmer. Okay, so you guys are right. coming up on spring right now, right? Or is it we're coming into summer? We're here in the into summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've we've lost our cold water. Not that we really have cold water here, but for me it's cold water. So we have a, a dam. I hear your dam is empty, your reservoir is reservoir is really, yeah, it's tragic. But we're get, we've been getting a lot of rain and we're supposed to have a good winter. So maybe next year will be better. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully you get that. We used to live in regional and we went through the drought. And yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, we have a reservoir here, a dam. It's pretty much the only freshwater place around. And then we're saltwater. So you either have a saltwater swim or a freshwater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, contra- here's a question for you. Controversial. Do you really swim lower in freshwater than saltwater? lower temperature oh lower buoyancy yeah it's true isn't it it's true buoyant yeah you're more buoyant in the salt water you can come out here to the utah to the great salt lake and it's even more buoyant than seawater <laughs> i'm going to um play this back to my husband who doesn't believe me i, I can believe saying- oh i can find some proof no problem <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you send me that research please yeah. um i just that you know it, it it takes a lot to get used to this um dam so there's amazing oh i cannot tell you the amount of amazing people i've met and i hate to name people because then you'll miss someone but there's these two amazing girls here anna strawn and Brittany parker and and they you know they've just done amazing swims around the world that i'd never even heard of that i google and i'm like where did you swim you know <laughs> some lake in new zealand or america or Anyways, sharks and cook straight and yep. yeah. oh my god, that we call, water, call, right? We like to call the sharks Bruce. We don't actually shark is a naughty word. We call them Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Anyway, 
Bruce's. Bruce's. A couple of Bruce's got pulled and she got pulled. Anyway, um, so they swim, so they'll go, um, they hate the sun. Like the sun here is brutal. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just born with it. So they'll swim from like in the dam from like midnight till 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, you what? I just, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend that's what people do. Anyway, so one day they said, oh, come on, we're going to do an eight-hour swim from um, midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning. And I went, no, no, I I can't do that. So um, then, sorry, my daughter's just come in. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) um, So I said, no, I'll I'll come at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it just... It, even just that was just incredible to go to sleep, to try to go to sleep at like seven, to wake up at 12.30, to be at a dam in the dark, to be there at 1.30, to swim at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, just to l- even learn about the little light on the back of your head and oh. glow sticks on your toe float and because um, they were swimming for two hours before I got there. And I get there and all I can see is these little glow sticks in the distance, you know, underneath the moon and the stars. And I went, what am I doing here? This is, this is insane. Anyway, you know, and, and of course we have a, I have my little blow up pool toy, you know, so I put my feeds in the blow up pool toy and I drag it out to the boy and tie it on next to all theirs. And there's like big, they've got, they put big lights because there was a few new kids like us doing it. So they put um, big lights on the boys. They just do it in the dark, but they did it for us. And, and, you, and they just said, just start swimming. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just swim, you know, just swim and just I'd never experienced anything like it. It was the stars and the, and the, and the you can see the silhouette. It's in a forest kind of thing, stars and the, and the silhouette of the forest. And um, I ran into a couple of lily pads because I went a bit crooked in the dark. But it's just um, and then. Do you have Strava in America? Strava? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so, you know, people will see Strava and they'll write on my Strava, tell me two o'clock in the morning is a mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, but the worst <laughs> is, is there were people in there two hours before me. <laughs> I slept in. <laughs> what an well, experience, though. Tell us. Imagine. Could you imagine three years ago when you start this journey that you'd be swimming in the dark in a dam at two o'clock in the morning? Who, who right. does that? And you do. <laughs> and tell us, I'm we're going to have to wrap this up. Tell us what um, what's coming next for you. Oh, well, very exciting. Like I was saying, well, exciting, nerving. So there's a swim down in Tasmania called the Derwent River Swim. So I used to live in Tasmania, so I kind of know about it. But um, uh it's it's kind of taken off because of COVID because we can't Australians can't leave basically and no one can get in so a lot of the people that were training for English Channel have got onto this Derwin swim so it's 34k um, down the river it's cold water fresh water that kind of turns into salt water I'm not really sure how that works I need to investigate that a bit more because it's a freshwater river meeting the salt water yeah. I think Dr. Good will have to help me with that one sometimes. <laughs> um, and the amazing swimmers that I've met, they've a couple of them have done it. And then um, the guy that organises Val, that organises the Great Keppel Island swim, up he lives up in the Great Barrier Reef. He says, "Oh, I'll go and live in Tasmania for six months of the year, and I'll get everyone down the river." Oh, okay, let's do that then. Oh. Next thing you know, I'm signed up, not really understanding what I've signed up for. But, yeah, it's cold water swimming, which is a whole nother dimension for oh, cold water. I don't think people in England and that, not like your cold water. Right. Um, I think it's going to be like 14 or 15 degrees, which is cold for me, mm-hmm. very cold. Um, so there's a whole nother dimension. We're going to cold pools, you know, that are re- like recovery pools, like mm-hmm. rehabilitation mm-hmm. pools. They're just plunge pools, but. There's a whole nother dimension. So that's in January and there's probably about 10 of us going down from Queensland. Okay. We're all training together and it is another whole nother level. Okay. That's what um, we're going to call it. We're going to call it a wrap on your story and we're going to come back and check on how you're training for the, is it called Derwent River Swim? Is that right? D-E-R-W-E-N-T, Derwent Derwent River. River. It's in one of the top 13 toughest swims, but I don't like to look at that. It's just a swim. 
I'm just a mum that started a few years ago that has been dragged by other people. <laughs> <laughs> dragged, but I think I think you like it. <laughs> it's my happy place. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. That's swimming. My daughter just woke up. That's parenting, and I've got to go to work in about 45 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story with us, Carolyn. You are amazing and inspiring. Don't underestimate what you're doing for people around the world, my darling. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.